after three years, F1 finally returns to Australia. But that's not the biggest news of the week, as a third U.S. race is added to the calendar. Whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Let's jump the start. What's up, everybody? Welcome in Jump to Start Racing Podcast. My name is Wellington. I'm here with two of my closest friends. Uh, my friends, they're demoted. <laughs> Ruben, say hello. What's going on, guys? Yes. How can I? I'm dead. Yeah. It's someone please call 911. Hi. Ruben and his finger guns uh, killed him. So, guys, again, <laughs> welcome in Jump to Start Racing Podcast. Uh, before we get started, I want to say that we are across obviously across many podcast platforms make sure to listen uh subscribe drop a review if you can please let us know how we're doing uh we're also on uh, a bunch of social media at jump to start f1 on instagram and twitter again that's at jump to start f1 on instagram and twitter we are also on youtube uh, jump to start racing podcast and with that said ruben how was your weekend too short it's always too short yes it is any, any any anything else besides it being too short? Uh, yeah, couch, the couch you, was comfortable. No, you and Yancy killed each other. And oh yeah, VR. yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't kill each other. It, it's actually, amazing how I have to remind him how yeah. his weekend was. We we were actually on the same team. I guess it wasn't as important for him as it was for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I felt like we bonded. Ruben doesn't bro. care about hanging out with his friends. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I do. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I'm not doing it again. So yeah, no. Don't invite me anymore. <laughs> I didn't invite you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, because when you say invite me to me, it means like, you know, I treated you there and all that stuff. You pay your own way. So, okay. Well, you told me. Well, I made you part of my family experience. There you, there you go. go. That, well, that's oh, my it. God. Thank you, for, for, thank you for making me part of your family. I was the MVP so, of the experience. Okay. Here we go. Okay. With the bragging. All right. Well, we got to move past that because Everybody he's going to be bragging be forever. Huh? No, that was the MVP? Uh, humble, humble. Oh, humble. I was the MVP for once in a while. You gotta be like Kenji. Okay. I was the MVP for once in a while. Could we say you God. were the player of the day? The fans voted for you? No, it was my performance. Yeah. The fans voted for you. It wasn't the fans. Performance. The numbers. Okay. You also got killed the most too, but it's all right. No, all right. Keep going. So, Can anyway. go into it? <laughs> <laughs> I regret starting this time. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, it's race week. Maybe we'll be vote. racing in Australia. Finally, welcome back. It's been, what, three years since we raced there at this yes, point? Yes, sir. Didn't race Has there last year. Yeah, years? we didn't race there last year. And the year before that, it was canceled due to the Coco. Yeah, you're right. So we're Jeez. finally, finally back. It is back race week. Uh, before we get into the race preview, we want to talk a little bit about the news. And item number one, Viva Las Vegas. Boop, boop. Formula One is returning to Las Vegas for a Saturday night race in 2023, the race will take place in November of 2023, which is interesting timing as far as the uh, Bro, Formula talking about Thanksgiving weekend. That would be amazing. Insane. Amazing. But for us here in the East, I think the race is going to start at 12 because it starts at 10 local time in Vegas. So what is it? No, it's at 12, like 1 o'clock. That's a West. That was a... Whatever the time zone is, it's starting. We're still going to watch yeah, it anyways. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be starting at some point <laughs> in the middle of the night. 
Um, I hear so many people complaining in Europe that it's going to be like what, too early for them. I mean, now they know how we. Move. Now they know how we feel. I don't feel sorry for you guys. So it's only one race. Yeah, for, for real. So we wake up at eight o'clock in the morning every day to watch races here. So well, we have to wake up. Before well, we sell with the. the so go ahead. Yeah, like, thank you. Getting into the particular. Yeah, Miami coming up, up. Right, Miami coming up. It's first race this season here in the U.S. We have Austin, right, towards the end of the year in October, and now we're going to add Las Vegas. What do you guys think of? Three races within the continental United States. Oh, I love it. Um, especially if they, the way they space it out is going to be great because it's going to be, obviously we have Miami in May, which mm -hmm. is early in the season. And then when F1 gets back to the Americas, we have Austin in October. And then in November, we'll have, did they set a date yet? Is they it just said November 20th. November 20th. So, you know, you have Vegas. But Vegas, to me, is going to be a faster, more exciting Singapore. Probably a little bit more flashy. Why do you say that? Because it's a night race. Obviously, the, the main attraction in Las Vegas is the Strip. It's a one big long avenue full of hotels. And these hotels are decked out. Some have fountains, like the Okay. Now you have the Venetian, you have the MGM. Okay. And it's going and the track is part of that strip. So you're so, saying it'll be Singapore in the sense of it's a, a a city that's known for entertainment and gaudiness. Not gaudiness, because that's not what Singapore, but it's it's crazy rich Asians, but this will be crazy rich Americans. Right? Yeah, yeah, not so Cra much crazy not, rich cowboys. Not, not so much based on the track layout. No, 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 no. But that's why I say it's a faster pace because it's the track layout is gonna. It, I was mentioning this to you guys earlier. It's more like an American racetrack. It's you know two hundred miles an hour down the straight. You got a few corners here and there, but it's gonna be super quick. Um. I dare to say it might be better than Saudi Arabia. We'll see how fast that is. So, obviously, without the missile attacks. But, <laughs> ding. yeah. <laughs> but I think just the flashiness, the 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 environment is going to be more of a party atmosphere. The light, It's going to look great under the lights. Imagine that track illuminating, illuminating around Las Vegas. I think the pictures are going to be fire. Yeah. Uh, when we look at pictures of the Singapore track and even this, uh, the Saudi Arabian track, it looks beautiful. So I think the visuals are going to be great. I, I think it's going to be a fun race. It will be a very fun race. Yeah. And <laughs> it's probably going to be the highest amount of drunk people watching the race live. What, somebody at the track room, but Vegas is, you know, party, you know, party, party city. So let me ask you this, though. Because this is something. What's going to happen in Vegas to stay in Vegas? No, but no. wait. No, no, no. <laughs> Nothing stays in Vegas anymore. Okay. We have social media for gotcha. that. My question to you guys is because I've seen this question and there's rumors also. And I don't know how legit these rumors are, but I think it's something that's interesting to talk about. Vegas can be compared to Monaco and like the ritziness, the money. We can have. <laughs> And there's been rumors, We, I think it was a month ago, where Stefano Dominicali said that 
we're going to have to prepare ourselves for some traditional racetracks to be uh, cut off the calendar. Mm -hmm. Do you think that Vegas could be the new Monaco and Monaco could be left off the calendar? No chance. Why not? Vegas cannot be the new Monaco. And I think if F1 loses Monaco, F1 loses more. It's a tragedy. Yeah. Like, like to me, elaborate though. Elaborate. I've been to Monaco. I've never been to Vegas, but obviously there hasn't been a race in Vegas since I was, I guess, like in Pampers or whatever. So I don't think I was even born. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, I've been to Monaco. It's packed. So obviously, I don't think if they drop Monaco, it will be like a mo- money making situation because mm-hmm. the race is full alive. There's a lot of people there. But yeah. the races aren't fun, though. The races aren't fun, but it's a traditional race. But I think that the... Cause but our, I think you need that in F1 wh- as well. You need a boring race mm-hmm. where... With the, no, with the changes that F1 is bringing that is, you know, limiting the team so much, mm-hmm. they need, a, like, a cool-down race. A cool-down race? Yeah, because like, remember, when there's no there's no speed in, Mon- in Monaco. You know, nothing extraordinary unless somebody crashes happens in Monaco. When it because it seems like Monaco, the... the Saturday. I think you're making the argument to take Monaco out. Yeah, no, no, be no, it's honest. not because because sad, because honestly, the 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 what people watch the most, are what is this is what Monaco's turned to is qualifying on Saturday. Because and usually, whoever wins qualifying wins the, wins the race, yeah. unless there's something. Unless you charge clear. huh? Unless you charge clear. Well, but look what happened with Ricardo. Ricardo, Ricardo actually Ricardo. won. He had an engine problem. Nobody could overtake him. Does that happen in any other track? Not really. What do you think, Well, uh, F1 boss Domenicali recently said there was enough interest for as many as 30 races each year, but the Concord Agreement limits the number of events to 24 per season. Isn't it 25? There, so it's 24? 24. Okay. The, um, there were rumors already floating around a week ago, two weeks ago, that Spa may be going. That would be a disaster. Some of these mm-hmm. traditional tracks are... The best ones. Um, I think Monaco obviously has a place in the F1 calendar itself for a number of reasons, obviously historical. Um, and it, I, to me, I still find those races entertaining to watch. Um, where if they do you drop see? Monaco, would you be okay with it? I would have to, I would have to absorb it, right? But yeah. you know what's a tough pill to swallow is what we, what I, I hate going down this route, but what. We had previously talked about where now all these countries with the oil money, whatever, are getting into mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. Qatar, Saudi mm-hmm. Arabia, even the ones that we've already had, Abu Dhabi, Bahrain, like all these. Now it's just going to be four or five, you know, whatever, however many races in the Middle East. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to start taking away from... It, it just sucks to even have to think about taking tracks away. I, w- I, I would love to see the French Grand Prix drop, but, you know, we're going to start losing tracks like Barcelona. We're going to start losing tracks like Monaco. Spa is already rumored, and it's just something that I don't even want to think about, but mm-hmm. we have to make way for the new. My my concern, though, is Miami, you're racing in a parking lot. Las Vegas, you're racing in a parking lot. I don't want these freaking parking lot races. I want an actual track. I want something that I don't know if Herman Tilke is still designing, but I want something that you know that's done by him with a lot of a lot of thought into 
the racing itself. Look at Austin and how great of a track, you know, Circuit of the Americas is. Mm -hmm. I want more like that and not, okay, let's shoehorn a track in here because we'll get more uh, viewership dollars. Is it because maybe those tracks that you're mentioning, because they're closer to cities, they get more, they're going to get more audience because people have to travel less to them, maybe? Which tracks are I mentioning? Like, I mean, you, well, mentioned, you mentioned Vegas. You know, like Remember the goal. Well, well, technically, the Vegas track is considered a street track. Again, we have to see it. The Miami track is supposed to be a purpose-built track. Like, it's going to be used for racing. Isn't the Dolphin City's parking lot? The parking lot is a, is inside the infield, but it's around the stadium. Gotcha. You get me? So, the, but the, the and damn it, you, you, Sorry. I'm, I'm off track here. Um, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> I'm off track here, but um, I forgot what I was going to say. Thank you. Ruben, for You're welcome. welcome. Taking me off track. But, uh, but yeah, whatever. I mean, listen, I, I think it's <laughs> exciting. Can't find yeah, I can't. I can't. But it's still, it's, I think it's still exciting. I think we have to we have to make sure that um, I mean, these cars are bigger, they're heavier. A lot of the tracks that some of the tracks that are on the calendar, it kind of doesn't suit for great racing with these cars. So if you maybe if you make the car smaller, narrower, maybe it'll it'll work. But like for example, Monaco, I think the we're talk, we're going back to Monaco. I think that the highlight of the weekend is always qualifying. It's not the actual race. The race is a parade. And those are the kind of things that we have to um, kind of eliminate in the sport. But it would, like, for example, I don't know why would they take off Spa. Spa is always a good race. Um, and so it's fast-paced, beautiful scenery, fans go to. Um, oh, here's what it was. I remember that when Liberty bought F1, their They, their stated goal was to make every F1 almost like a, every F1 event almost like a Super Bowl mm -hmm. and a destination. So that's the reason why they're going to these big cities, making it either a street race or a track very near. Like Austin is near, uh, to the uh, Circuit of the Americas is near Austin, a vibrant city in Texas. Um, obviously, you have Vegas, which is. It's in the middle of the strip. It's in the middle of Vegas. Honestly, if you go to Vegas, if you look at Vegas, the only thing there is the strip. There's nothing else around. The rest is desert. Um, and then Miami, obviously, it's outside. It's right uh, Miami. It's in Miami Gardens, which is just north of Miami, but it's close enough where people can travel. And obviously, you have the stadium there, which is a, is a hub for different attractions, so to speak. But then it's a short drive to downtown Miami. So... That is the stated goal of Liberty when they bought F1. Um, and it seems like that's the route that they're going to. So, Yeah, yeah. So one of the races that uh, maybe in future Jeopardy, we don't know, obviously, they do have a contract with them. Um, the Saudis, they promise F1 all kinds of assurances uh, that they need in order to be able to return for next year. Granted, we had, not granted, but we had that missile attack that was within 10 miles of Jeddah in the, in the street circuit. And then we had the issue with the four-hour drivers meeting and that they, many drivers did not want to race and were ultimately, you know, talked into it and convinced that it would be safe. If it's me, I don't know if I want to go back, but, you know, the Saudis are making promises. They're um, identifying that, you know, it was a one-off thing and, 
et cetera, et cetera, that they want to make sure that the partnership between F1 and Saudi Arabia continues to grow. They also reference that for Formula E after that event or during that event, that was the first time tourist visas were allowed in the country. And since then, Saudi Arabia has become the the visa to get to Saudi Arabia has become one of the easiest to get, according to to, to them. Mm-hmm. So it's just opening up the country to the world, and that is kind of their angle. That it it helps bring to light their country and helps popularize it. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean that's the goal. I think they they've the the government um, has honestly made a, a an effort to to make all the big cities being Jeddah and Riyadh, uh, destination cities for tourists, despite all the, I guess, you know. Negative uh, press? Well, not negative press, but also the, you know, the, the, the certain regulations that people, how people have to behave as far as, you know, liquor and stuff like that. It's obviously a Muslim country. Uh, they're very strict with what you can and cannot do. And that's why a lot of people didn't want to go there. But I guess they make exceptions for tourists. Um, but you don't want to get in trouble over there. Um, it is obviously the way they're building it. I mean, the entire Middle East, you can say the same thing about Qatar and uh, Abu Dhabi. Um, it's it's beautiful. The facilities are great. But there's also a lot of turmoil in the area. And I don't know how you can guarantee safety when you got missiles flying into the country. It just, I I don't know. I don't know, you know, maybe, maybe obviously they know more than I do, but it just seems a little, uh, what, you're going to have yeah, I mean, I, anti-aircraft missiles all over the track just to make sure a missile doesn't hit the track? I don't, you know, it just seems a little off to me. The... Uh, I feel like the assurances, it's like, oh, yeah, it just helps put a spotlight in our country. If I'm F1, I'm like, okay, so, like, I don't I don't care. I want to I wanna be safe. I want to be able to put on a good event and have people want to attend mm-hmm. more than anything else. So it's like. And if anything, it'll be more of a target because then people want to make a point. Right. Globally. I don't know. You know, just like why, why is it that a missile hit near Riyadh? During a Formula E event or a missile hit 10 miles away, less than 10 miles away from the track during a Formula One event. Right, because there's eyeballs on it. Yeah, there's eyeballs on it and they can make a point. Yeah, so. I think they have an image crisis and they have to just pretty much worry about fixing the image and and you only only do it by doing positive things. And just looking at the whole political situation with Saudi Arabia, and I don't want to get, I don't want to go far too down the rabbit hole, but it's complicated and it's not something that's going to get fixed anytime soon, so. But listen, cash is king. Those are the words of Sir Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> you know what just got fixed? <laughs> Thankfully so. Sebastian Vettel's back with Aston Martin. All no right. more cold. Oh, whoa. Yeah. That was a nice oh, yeah. slide in. Yeah. Oh. So, Podium for Aston Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> so obviously, uh, Vettel uh, came down sick right before the Bahrain Grand Prix. The Hulk... Nico Hulkenberg filled in in Bahrain and then also in Saudi Arabia the following week, two consecutive race weeks. And now Sebastian Vettel's back in his, uh, I guess, rifle seat next to Lance Stroll at the uh, Aston Martin. Um, any thoughts other than, hooray, he's back? 
Yeah, yeah good for him. He's recovered. Safe. Yeah, he's safe. Uh, I mean, uh, he did miss two races battling COVID. Hopefully, it didn't hit him too bad, and he's he's back at it again. Uh, we know that Seb is. Uh, He's very good with the technical stuff, so he, I guess uh, his feedback can make the car a little bit better. Um, he is the leader of the team, and he is the one that has gotten the decent results for them the past years. That's true. So. Eh, not really. I mean, I know he's your favorite driver, <laughs> right? But so you know, he's a, he's a Williams product. Um, <laughs> Vettel has actually won a bunch of times in Australia, so you know it's a track. Granted, they've made some changes. It's a, tra- it's a track he's familiar with and has had a lot of success in. So we'll see how that works out for him. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad he's back. Mercedes still having issues with porpoising. So there's an article on uh, Motorsport why porpoising has left Mercedes unsure how quick its F1 2022 car really is. So the issue is that a lot of teams have dealt with the porpoising by addressing their floor and kind of reducing their downforce in order to not have that bouncing up and down. Mm -hmm. Mercedes has been reluctant to do it and looking to rely heavily on their downforce generated by the floor and whatever potential issues it causes in order to maintain a decent pace with the car barking up the wrong tree i think yeah if it's your if it's affecting your car that much does it really matter what kind of downforce it has no you're not going fast and at the end of the day the reason why it's purposing is it has too much downforce in it because the floor is what happens when the air goes through it the floor is just so low to the ground that the diffuser stalls and it just bounces everything up so i don't know the best way to obviously get rid of the purposing is raising your right height. But if you raise your high, your right height too much, you lose downforce. And it's not, you know, it's just finding the right balance. Exactly. That's what it's, it's obviously trying to enclose the air on the sides. So the, so the, so it doesn't, so the, the car doesn't go too low where it starts springing back up on its suspension. I mean, they got to fix it. And they know their car obviously better than us. And we know that with these F1 cars, if you change one thing, you got to change three or four other things. So it's just not a matter of changing a part is going to work. Yeah. Um, This is why we've said it before in the past few podcasts that we've done that this is going to be a long fix. We're going to see what upgrades they bring into Barcelona at the start of the European season. We've, I've said this over and over again. It's a traditional time where most of the teams start bringing their upgrades. And it's going to be a slow phase. They're going to have to bring in different parts because it takes a few weeks for the parts to actually get tested and get made and then put on the car and they get tested in real life instead of the wind tunnel. So it'll be a while. We'll see if they get it right. But they could also get it wrong. Uh, I asked the question last week. Can Mercedes be a midfield team this year? <laughs> I don't think they will be. I, I think they'll get it fixed. You just have, to, like you said, have to find the right balance and has not whatever they're doing right now is not working. It's hard to make a car, you know, go fast when it's jumping up and down on a suspension. You know, it, it's, you're gonna lose time, and they need that downforce through the corners, and they need the downforce through the straights. I mean, you know, I've not through the straights, but meaning. 
to get through these, you know, high speed corners, which were, if you see that car and it's just jumping up and down, it looks unco- it looks uncomfortable to drive. Just looks oh, bad. You'll see the helmet. Uh, Can you imagine that for sixty laps? Yeah, it's <laughs> dude. I don't even know. I don't know how your your brain doesn't come out as mush. It's like uh, it's like <laughs> it's like you take a watermelon and you shake it all around too much, and then after you open it up, it just comes out like water. Yeah, I mean that's that's probably what your brain looks like. <laughs> <laughs> all right, anything else on news, guys? Oh, oh, we're not gonna talk about Will Smith. No. <laughs> I'm about to Will Smith you for you. There you go. <laughs> Take that man's name out your mouth, okay? Oh my God, yes, he. Why'd you have to say that? <laughs> All right. Even the smack changes his name. We'll spit you. All right. So, race preview: Australian Grand Prix. Like I said earlier, F1 is back after a. Uh, the missing two years. So there's been a lot of changes. Actually, these changes were introduced for the race last year, I think, uh, at the Australian Grand Prix. There's, it started um, in 2020. Oh, is it? No. They were supposed to be. 2021. For, yeah, for last yeah. year. And then we didn't actually get to race there. So there are changes at turns 1, 3, 6, 9, 10, 11, and 13. Every <laughs> single one of those changes is to make it wider. Yes. To make the turns wider. So they're looking to... Uh, push for I'm going to say higher speed turns and as well to create as well as to create overtaking opportunities Australia has traditionally not been a great overtaking location based on the size of the cars and I guess the size of the roadway itself yeah obviously. it's not wide enough well turn one could help because since they won in that turn remember it was like a like a little funnel, like a funnel to create almost, there yeah. so so widen that turn could I, be a big change. I too. think all of them could help. There's and also there's, most of the accidents happen either there or turn three. Or the big accidents have happened in turn three. I mean, that's like the start of any race, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. To me, like, widening out turn 10 is going to be a huge help. Widening out turn six, mm-hmm. which is like almost like a mini chicane, is going to help. Uh, that's right at a DRS, DRS detection zone. That's the other thing. Four. There's now four DRS detection zones. On the track. Is this the first time there's ever... I'm sorry, DR, DRS zones. There's yeah, two DRS detection zones. Is it? Oh, because oh, you get... There's only, yeah, two, there's only detection. two detection zones and four DRS zones. Oh, so if you get DRS at turn 13, or right right before thir- turn you're, you're like blasting away. Even if you pass already, you still have DRS. So, the, the and even to, so, so you could get DRS through, through the straight and then another DRS to yes. turn two. That's crazy. That's awesome. That is but wait, awesome. the switcher route is not going to work in this track. No, yeah, exactly. That's pro- you think we're going to see four DRS zones in the fir- in future tracks now? Because no, no. I think that they're going to do away. So This is the strangest track because there's less there's less non-DRS zones than there are DRS zones. There's mm-hmm. less of the track uh, that's not there. This is... It's cool, is it but it's also not cool. It seems artificial. I mean, yeah. Right? Yeah. I Almost like a game? I'm, I'm with it. Um, <laughs> no, but eventually they just got to get rid of these DRS zones. But what do you guys think of now four DRS zones? Uh, it'll make it exciting. 
Um, but I don't know, man. I I think uh, I, I this is gonna be an ongoing story as as far because everybody's talking about, especially with what happened last week or what? Yeah, last week. Um, is DRS really needed? You know, especially with the whole hijinks with with Max and and, and Leclerc. It's like they're you go yeah. first. I go have, first. No, you go first. Yeah, <laughs> they started last year. Breaking, the they're Max. heavily, yes. you know, heavily breaking before. I mean, which is clever by Leclerc. Leclerc started, but now everybody's going to be catching on and doing the same thing. Wait, 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 wait. Is it going to be more Leclerc of a game? Did not start. They're not started, but we, uh, we, we can give the credit because he's just going to start complaining and pouting. So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do that. So who started it? We saw Lewis crash into Max as he was slowing down well, to Max. try and let him pass last year. All right, so Lewis started. What the no, f- well, Max. Max. Oh, it was Max. All right. Oh, but who cares? This year. See, oh, Leclerc started it. One of the greatest things ever. Who cares, <laughs> now? No, who cares? It wasn't Leclerc. Who cares? Another. <laughs> it wasn't Leclerc. Now we switched. Oh, okay. the turntables. Big deals, Lewis. Okay. No, Max. Oh, whatever, Max. Who cares? <laughs> so what do you guys think? Oh, like man. to me, this is all purposely done to a lot of overtaking, right? Yeah. All the widening of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven turns widened out. The pit lane is widened out, and now an additional DRS section. Well, I mean, listen, they have to do something, right? They don't. They don't want to take Australia off the off the calendar, and uh, and the racing really sucked in Australia. It wasn't that great. I think the only time we all, the only time we got overtakes in Australia the past few years that we held the race there was because it was overtaking in the pits with uh overcut or gotcha, undercut. Gotcha. Or there was a, a mistake by the front running team in a pit stop. Mm-hmm. So it's just like it was never overtake. We already knew it. That's why we weren't really excited for the first race. I mean we were, were excited. The only the reason we were the first the only reason we were excited about the first race of the season, because it's the first race the first of the race, season. Yeah. But it wasn't that we we're gonna get a great race. So they had to do something. Um, let's see how it works out. I mean, Ford DRS so it seems like a lot. I'm excited. I cannot yeah. wait. Let's blast that button uh, for DRS. Yeah, see, mine's going to be... Because remember, you also get DRS when you're lapping somebody. What? You also get DRS when you're Oh, when, when, you're when it's a back marker. Yeah, when it's a back marker, so... That's going to be insane. <laughs> it's a lot of game of chicken there. Right? Because, yeah. you, cause look, you can technically overtake and, and the start-finish straight, let somebody buy, and then... Mm-hmm. We'll post this on our socials jump, at Jump to Start F1 on Twitter and Instagram. You guys take a look. Make sure to comment what you guys think. I think it's going to be awesome. I'm excited for this race. The only thing I'm not excited for is this 1 a.m. start here in New York, but we'll have to deal with it. I'm going to be up. I don't care. Yeah, I'll be up too. Coffee is a beautiful thing. So am I the only one going to be sleeping? Yeah, you are, you yeah, old man. Yeah, you old man. <laughs> okay, speaking of old and man. <laughs> Ruben, light us up you with some re- some Red Bull. With some trivia, some bang energy. Rich energy. Rich. Wow. Missed that opportunity. Yeah. Okay, so we back to, you know, finally to Australia. So now we're going to do a little trivia. Can you do me a favor, Ruben? Mm-hmm. Can you do the da 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 with some feeling? Da 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 da. Okay. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, oh. I got the blue one today. Ooh, That's what it was? Was it the blue one? Blue and red and yellow? I always had the, the orange one or whatever, the yellow. Gotcha. Uh, let's go with a super easy one. Super easy. Can you tell me the reason? Why both has car retired in 2018? 
They had the wheel malfunction where it wasn't properly attached. Yeah, we'll after take the pit stop. Crushed right. That's why it was a piece. This one, I'm going to say Wellington, <laughs> Wellington pretty much pretty much mentioned it earlier, so I'm not going to use that question. Sorry. Ah, Sebastian Vettel had a lot of success. Yeah, I was going to say, well, name, the, name the current driver with the most wins of this track. Vettel. Vettel. He won twice with Ferrari, I think. So what he gets is actually, you know, he, he messed up the question earlier. But as you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, this one should be good. Name the driver to to win the first ever Australian Grand Prix in 1985. Wow. Oh. 85. You jumped the gun there a little bit? Yeah. Uh-huh. Because, you know what? I, 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 thought it, I thought it was going to be Schumacher, but Schumacher wasn't in F1 in 85. That's what so you got me. Now you have so. to guess. Yeah. Uh, Kiki Rosberg? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. You knew it? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> I, didn't think it was uh, I, I was ready. Kiki. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready for that. Uh. <laughs> so this yeah, like that a- was a complete guess. <laughs> you got it. Wow. I had no idea. Wow. <laughs> He's cheating. All right, let's that was go. a good turn the mic on so, so they could look for the question. <laughs> no, question, bro. All right, so um, in 2018, Kimi won the U.S. Grand Prix, making his first win since winning the Australian Grand Prix. Can you tell me what year that was? What? Can you repeat it again? Okay. In 2018, Kimi won the U.S. Grand Prix. Remember, that was a long drought without winning. It, was, it, it made him, that was his first win since winning the Australian Grand Prix. That was his last, his last win was winning the Australian Grand Prix. Can you tell me what year was that? 2007? It was 2018. No. Okay, 2018 he won the U.S. Grand Prix. Oh, had yeah, a long drought. Yeah, I'm sorry. My it bad. was actually in 2013 for Lotus. Yeah, my bad. Oh. And that win in the Australian Grand Prix started 113 yeah. races Damn without it. a win. That would have been a better guess. <laughs> Anything else, Rube? Uh This one is a little tricky. Another question that I would probably have to explain like 20 times before you guys go on. So, in 2014... Say it slow. In 2014, mm-hmm. the race was won by Nico Rosberg and Jensen, and Jensen Button in third place. Can you name the driver that came in second place? He's a current F1 driver. Holy crap. I just give you like, you know a nice tip to it. Hamilton. That's what they told you. The driver that came in second place. It's uh, I know it's, <gasps> it's Kevin Magnuson. Damn it! Yes, I was gonna. Say, I was hoping you get it wrong. <laughs> you, Damn it! Because you know, because that was his first podium, yeah, right? Yep. It was, yes, yes. <laughs> that was his first podium okay, for wow. McLaren. He has for McLaren, finished, right? He actually finished third. But was promoted to second after Danny Danny Rigg was disqualified. You know what I was picturing him holding the the steering wheel trophy. Exactly the, right. Yeah, that's Damn. the only reason. Yeah. I remember. Wow, Damn. that was a good one. That was a good one. So now we go with a little bit of history. Kiki. That's why I said. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, don't get it, don't get it, don't get it, don't get it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I guess again saying again, thank Australia. We're back after three years. You know, a lot of changes have come to the track. You know, we mentioned earlier, turn one, three, six, nine, ten, and thirteen have been modified. So pretty much the whole track, I guess. You know, to improve overtaking and actually making the 
track four to five seconds faster. Damn. It, it was already a fast track, by the way. Uh, yeah, but no overtaking. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Melbourne Park has been hosting the Grand Prix since 1996. It came from, I have no idea how to how to say this town. It's, uh, it's A-D-E-L-A-I. Adelaide. Adelaide. Yeah, Adelaide. Okay, there you go. Which hosted it from 85 to 95. Uh, there was also two other years where it was held like, like somewhere else, but it was in 1950 to 1956. They were not, uh, I guess, championship races. Rounds, yeah. Uh, Melbourne is normally a recreational park. It's open to the public where they have, you know, picnic Albert areas. Albert Park, right? Yes. Yeah, that's why part of the track is actual roads and the other part is purpose-built. So the circus normally put together six weeks before the race and it takes to disassemble another four weeks after the race. That's crazy. Damn. Uh, normally attendance around 300,000 for the weekend. It, may, it is one of the most attended races in the calendar too so that's the reason why they're still there yeah uh highlights uh no australian has ever won the race ricardo came in close but he was disqualified ricardo always does bad in this race uh he has he has done good but he hasn't a past done, few years he has not have... done well since rebel in this yeah correct um 2002 you know part of the highlights rob schumacher card he won airborne mm-hmm over the wing of Barrichello, and he actually caused like a major crack behind, crash behind him. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, in 95, 96, it was run as a consecutive race when the locations was changed from Adelaide and to Melbourne. It, mm -hmm. was, it was the closing of that year of 95, and it was the opening race in 96. That's why they call it consecutive race. Oh, wow. Okay. It was also the scene of Martin Brundle's big crash where he crashed oh, and started yeah. running after the doctor. He, got, he actually Legend. He finished that race because he went Legend. to get the second car. Uh, I was in also the Alonso. When they allowed second the cars. Yeah. Oh, that was a big crash too, mm -hmm. the Alonso crash. Jesus. And in 2016 was the last time that the winner of the Australian Grand Prix actually won the championship, which yeah, was Nico Rosberg. Most successful driver, Schumacher with four. There's three drivers with three apiece. Hamilton, Vettel. Who no. else? It's Vettel, Senna. And Kiki Rosberg. Oh, no. <laughs> no, Hamilton has two. Oh, wow. That was a complete gust. Too. And there's also seven drivers with two, which includes Rosberg, Ham, and Kimi. I well, think from now Kiki, on. The dad, the son. From now on, when I guess an answer is going to be Kiki Rosberg. <laughs> Uh, most win by constructors, a tie between Ferrari and McLaren with 12 apiece. And it's a, it may break, obviously, this year with, you know, if Ferrari wins. Because McLaren going nowhere. <laughs> wow, <laughs> and it's man. followed by Williams with six. Uh, most wins by engine manufacturers, obviously, Ferrari with 12. Uh, Mercedes has 11. And then another another name that when we speak about engine manufacturers comes off at the time. Four, we say, you know, four is less Cosworth. They mm -hmm. have 10. So much Ferrari in there, man. I don't know why you guys hate so much. Do I hate? Do we hate Ferrari? I don't think I don't, so. I don't really care. So that's what I got. I don't sure know if you guys got any like pointers. Any of, the, any of the areas. My hat's even red. Look at it. Yeah. Yep. With a Mercedes logo in front of it. <laughs> what do you that's got? It's not even a real red. What, are we doing predictions now? Absolutely. You go what first, Ruby. So qualifying, I would say Max takes it. Follow real close by Leclerc. And... I don't know. Let's just hope. I'm throwing a little sprinkle of magic 
Maybe Checo will pull another lap and get third. <laughs> I think I think that uh, this is where the Ferraris will be overmatched. Um, you don't? <laughs> no, I just think that like we've seen them in the speed traps. They're just the Red Bull is just yeah. overpowering them. Uh, and I think that because this is now an e- it was already a fast track, it's now an even faster track. Uh, there's not a lot of what was it sector one where Ferrari was going crazy in Saudi Arabia because mm-hmm. it was so so tight and turny and like I they're, they're, honestly it's almost like um, back a few years ago like the Red Bull loved Singapore Hungary etc yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. now it's almost like that kind of dynamic just reversed like now the Ferrari likes it and, and the Red Bull uh, probably will not like it as much so I'm gonna go with Max taking uh, pole. I think that Checo will ride the high, but get second place as far as qualifying. Um, and then I think Leclerc third. I think uh, I think signs fourth. I think Leclerc comes in second and during the race, and Max wins it. I think that Checo comes in third and signs a distant fourth. I think the opposite. Go ahead, sir. I think. <clears throat> Elaborate on that. I think. Um. Yes, this is a fast track. However, it's not many straights in the track. It's a very, you got a lot of high-speed corners, medium-speed corners, which is the strength of the Ferrari this Mm -hmm. year. Red Bull has a lot of straight-line speed. (laughs) So for that reason, I will say, Sainz Leclerc Max. Sainz Leclerc? Yes. And qualify qualifying and then i think during the race <laughs> we might see some drama with the ferraris and i think ultimately leclerc win so it'll be ferrari one two leclerc Sainz, and max uh paris is going to be close to max i think too when when you say drama you think they're going to do like a switcheroo depends who's faster but it's still early in the season and eventually we're going to see this. I think it's going to be this race, dude. I don't know if you look at the if you look at turn from turn six all the way down to turn eleven, you're not really turning that much. Yeah, it's not a straight, but it's it might as well be a straight. Yeah, but you still got some like the beginning, like I'm fo- the Ferraris will probably be faster in sector one. Yeah. Um, see that. but then the beginning of sector two is, is, I don't know how wide the turns in, but it's still a little, you have that kink at, at, at turn six and then you have a real high speed corner at turn eight. And then that's, and then after that point, I think that's where the Red Bulls will make up some lap time. But then you have that complex at the end of sector three, 11, 12 and 13 and 14. Uh, that's where the Ferrari so will be really match. kick in. Like, that's like half of the track. <laughs> the rope was going to be running and then the other half. Yeah, but again, <laughs> but again, if the Ferraris can get ahead in sector one, then With they're the not others. in sector two and sector three, they're not, it's, it's, it's going to even out. So, uh, and then again, the Ferraris are faster through this, the, the high speed and, and medium speed corners. So, so I did not say earlier who, who wins the race. I would say Max Verstappen wins the race. And I don't think Leclerc's gonna be that far behind. It's gonna be. There's gonna be. There's gonna be another. Yeah. Another. I think Mercedes is gonna challenge more in this track than they have before. They had some time to work on some things. I don't know if they're gonna be bringing any upgrades, though. To be honest, but I, I think, think that I read somewhere where it's gonna be like a phase. So it's gonna be they're gonna bring one part 
now, the next week, the next race after that, another part, and then everything comes together for Barcelona. So that, that, that sorry, I, I guess it's the, Barcelona. Uh, Barcelona. Jeez. So you, you maybe you see them getting better and better. It's almost like what happened with Ferrari last year. Ferrari, where they were bringing in different parts, but it all came together at one point. I believe it was in France. After summer break. Always has to bring it back to Ferrari. <laughs> I mean, I think I don't think here. I don't. Think, I don't think Mercedes. <laughs> Mercedes is definitely bringing changes here, but I think they'll probably bring more changes to the following races in Italy, and there's gonna be the Romania, or whatever. Romania, yeah. So that was that's already Europe. So they're probably able to bring more parts there to here. That's okay. so far away, and U.S. If they don't work in. In Italy, then they're going to in trouble again because they have to wait back again to now get to Barcelona. Right, right, right now, I feel like Mercedes is a midfield team, and if they don't get it together by Barcelona, and obviously that's not the part there of will you remain hating. in the midfield. Team. So is that the part of you that's hating, or I don't think that I don't think that. No, I'm not hating. Look at the oh, times. Okay. We're looking where they're finishing. Look, I don't think that they're really going to be in trouble. The reason I say that is because Red Bull had that double DNF at the start. So they're going to be taking they're going to be taking points away from Ferrari. And they're and still getting gonna, points. Right. It's going to allow Mercedes to climb back. Mercedes mm-hmm. right now is second in the If there's a team that can do it, it's Mercedes. It's Mercedes. Uh, I'm I'm not counting them out. I'm just saying the way they are constituted at the moment, not constituted, the way they look at the moment, they don't look like they're going anywhere, but if they can fi- if there's any team on the grid that can fix it, it'll definitely be Mercedes. And we all know there are other aspects of that team meaning strategy-wise. And pit uh, like the pit crew mm-hmm. is a strong as well. And so. Bono and Angela. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. And and, and, and this, they were right. What's yeah. the name of Lewis's dog? Or? Roscoe. 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 Come on, Roscoe. that's the strongest part. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Anything else before we wrap up? No, that's it. it we're really not gonna talk about Will Smith. <laughs> Ruben, march up on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Jump on the table. Yeah. Jump on the table. <laughs> <laughs> There's no stage. <laughs> guys, it's race week. And on that note, we will talk to you guys later. Peace. Peace.